Welcome back to the 16th episode of Rare. Today we're going to be talking about games when you happen to have more than five people in the room. That's right, party games! And we also have a special guest for you today. But enough of the details, let's roll the dice and get this episode started. I'm your host, Ricky. I'm your other host, Ashley. And today, we are going to have a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Jeremy. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you uh, for having me. Uh, Jeremy runs a, uh, a YouTube channel about board games. Uh, it's called A Moth to a Game. And he's a, kind of a local friend of ours, too. So we decided to have him in on the podcast. Yeah, we're going to be talking all about party games today, games that you can play with uh, your friends and family, kind of easier to pick up, explain, and maybe have a lot of people play them. So the first game that I'm going to talk about today is Dead Last, and this one is definitely more on the party game side because it runs 6 to 12 people, so you have to have at least 6 people. Um it runs 10 to 90 minutes. That would probably mostly depend on how many people you have playing and how quickly you can get the rounds to go. Um, the designers are Matthew Grosso and Andy Patton, and the publisher is Smirk and Dagger and Lucrum Games. Do. Yeah, do. <laughs> um, so how Dead Last works is the premise behind it is everybody is an assassin and they're trying to take everybody else out and be the last one standing. Um, so essentially you want to be dead last. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da! How they got the, ga- the name of the game. <laughs> um, so everybody picks a color and then you'll get a deck of cards that has everybody else's color in it. So if you have colors that are not being used, you're going to want to take those out of your deck. And essentially, you are forming like invisible bonds with people and trying to get them to vote the same way that you do because oh, the majority vote okay. takes the person out. And you you still have to be paying attention to what everybody else is doing because if you don't vote majority, you're out of the game. So you want to be in, but not the one being chosen, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Um, there is a way to counter it. If you think you are being targeted, you do have a card of your own color. And if you think you're the target, you can play your card. And if you are the target and you've guessed right, then you can take somebody else out instead of you getting out of the game. Oh, okay. So you kind of like notice you're the one being targeted and then you know you're being targeted. So you like put somebody else in front of you sort of thing. Yeah, you like (laughs) deflect it to somebody else. Typically, different rounds can go differently, um, but it's one of those things like everybody puts a card face down on the table and then flips it up all at the same time, and that's when you like determine majority. Um, if two people are tied, then those two people are out unless they can block it by playing their card. Mm-hmm. And you only get one block card? Yes, but like everything always goes back into your hand okay, at okay. the end of the round, unless somebody's like out of the game, then you're going to take that color out because you don't need it anymore i wasn't sure if it was like a one time like oh i'm being targeted oh i wasted it no uh you always get the cards back in as long as the person isn't taken out of the game 
So that will happen in around until either somebody is last or it's down to the last two people. If it goes down to the last two people, then it goes into a showdown. There's gold cards in the middle of the table and then people will get the showdown. And on the showdown, you can either choose to um, grab one and go, you can share, or you can steal. So each person gets the three cards and then you can talk about like, oh, I, I plan on doing this. And you can talk to about it with the person, but you can lie. So it's kind of a bluffing game too. And depending on what people play depends on the outcome. So if you both steal, nobody gets anything. If you grab one and go and the other person steals or decides to share, then you grab one and they get everything else. If you both decide to share, you just split it in half and you get the, that amount of points. Um, so there's different combinations of what can happen depending on what's picked. And then I think it's whoever gets to 25 gold first wins. Oh, like just a, a set amount. Yeah. Is, it, is it one of the games where they have like a longer version is this many points and then like a shorter version is this many um, points? No, I think they stick to the 25, but I'm sure like as like a house rule, you can go bigger no, or smaller. Quicker. Depending on how many people you have playing. Um, but I think if you're like the only one, like you manage to take out like two people at the same time, you just get all the gold in okay. the middle of the table. Yeah. So it, it's pretty fun. Um, the way that it was described to me when I was demoing it at the convention was like, you can verbally say, I'm going to vote for this person out loud to everybody and either vote that way or decide to change it. Yeah. Or you can like side eye people. You can show like you maybe like show some people like the card that you're going to pick and then oh, show other people a different, a different card, card and then like pick which one you're going to do. So like you might fool some people into voting like the wrong way or they even said you could like text each other like hey i'm going to vote for this person if you're like you're forming oh, alliances okay. like but you can change sides at yeah. any time so it's a very manipulative game <laughs> but it's super fun <laughs> especially fun. when you get a lot of people involved and i feel like it's better when you know the people you're playing with mm -hmm. because you can pick up on like those little cues yeah, yeah. but it, it is interesting because we have played it with strangers and like because obviously when we were demoing it we there was a bunch of random people so it's kind of like trying to pick up on cues from people that you don't know and trying to read the room kind of thing mm -hmm. so it, it's a very interesting social deduction kind of game mm -hmm. almost in yeah. a sense even though you're not trying to find roles you're just no. trying to you're trying to read pick up those other little people. things, yeah. yeah. So I I really like this game. As I I bought it as soon as we demoed it because it was so much fun. But it it does the only issue we don't get it out on the table too often is the number of people. But if you can get it with large group, I highly mm -hmm. recommend it. So that's dead last. Nice dead last. Well, the game I'm going to talk about is Sushi Go Party. Very definitely a party game. It's right in the title. It is designed by Phil Walker Harding, and it is published by GameRight. And I know I've talked about, I think, two other GameRight games. They like to put their games in tins most of the time. They're really nice tins, and everything fits in really well. Sushi Go Party, it's not great when you tilt it. All the cards slide around really bad. <laughs> it's not super bad, but it is kind of annoying. But the game is, what's nice about it is, so it's based off of Sushi Go, 
which has like a set number of cards and the way it works is that you're kind of at like a sushi conveyor belt kind of place and so the way the game works is you have your hand of cards you pick out your sushi dish and then everybody lays it face down all at the same time when everybody's ready you pull up it face up we normally wait until the end of the round to score the points. I think some of the points you score like immediately, but we normally just wait till the end of the round just to kind of keep better track of the points. But then when that's done, you pass your hand to the person on your left. So it's kind of like this, you know, it's going around the conveyor belt sort of thing. Um, the base game only comes with a certain types of cards. Like you can't change out the cards. It's just what it comes with. Sushi Go Party lets you change out your menu choices, basically. So that's like a really cool feature of the game. It comes with a little board. They put like little kind of like cardboard tokens in. That's what you use to change out like what cards you're playing with. So it's easier for people to see kind of what cards do, what the cards mean sort of thing. Even though the cards do kind of say on themselves, it's kind of a good reference for everybody. Now I do I do really like the game. It's It's fun to change out the menus, the... The book comes with a lot of different types of menus for you to try out. Like there's one that's good for two players. And I just realized I forgot to say the number of players, <laughs> how long the game is. Uh, it is uh, two to eight players and it's about 20 minutes. So it is a kind of short game. But it's, it's nice because then you can just change out the menu and play a different set of cards basically. Yeah. But there's like a special menu for two people. There's a special menu for like first time people. There's the classic menu. That's the base game. So that's the other thing that's nice about it is if you get this one, you don't have to get like the original because the same cards are in it. Mm. So I recommend getting Sushi Go Party and not just Sushi Go. Although Sushi Go is smaller. Yeah. It's a lot more travel friendly. I think we do have Sushi Go and it. We might have gotten it before Party came out, mm -hmm. but it's been so long I haven't played it. But I think it's interesting that they kind of like brought out another version that has like almost expansions included with the original in yeah. a sense. Yeah. And it, it is kind of nice because I didn't know about Sushi Go and I think it is a fairly popular game. And I think that's why they came out with Sushi Go Parties because people wanted to play with more people because I think the original is two to four or maybe two to five or something like that so for them to make this one an eight player game i've never played the original one either so i'm not really sure how the like the scoring works as far as the the tracking because for like sushi go party is the board that all the tiles are in is also your like score tracker board that goes around the board as like it's literally like a little conveyor belt so it's it's really cute and all the little like player markers are like little sake bottles so it's really really thematic the cards are all adorable they all have like little faces and they're all really cute we we've played this game with um my in-laws and they like games but they like really like quick and like simple games that they can pick up and my mother-in-law just did nothing but play dessert cards because those are the only cards she understood and so if you were wanting to, like, get the green tea ice cream, she was going to get it before <laughs> you did sort of thing. So, Don't even try. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that's that's the only thing I understand. I'm like, all the points are there on the card. And she goes, yeah, but I like the green tea ice cream. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's kind of cute, though. Yeah. So, and there's, like, even as you're playing, like, different people will take different 
avenues because there's multiple ways to score points. So, and there's like specials which allow you to do different things. So like one of the special cards is like uh, tea. And if you played a tea card at the end of the round, if you have like five of like a yellow backed card, the tea is then worth five points. So it, it takes the points based off of like your highest number of colored cards sort of thing. So you can choose whichever one you want. So if you bizarrely wanted to get like two points because you had two red cards or something like that, you can do that. But um, it's generally, you know, whichever you have the most of sort of thing. And like the special cards, there's only three of them in each deck. And you don't ever use the whole deck and the hand number changes for the number of players. So if you're playing with a smaller number of people, more people get more cards in their hand, but you're still not using the whole deck. So there's always cards left over in the deck and you shuffle in a different amount of dessert cards every round. So I think generally start off with like five dessert cards. It's dependent on the number of players too. And then each round you add in like a few more dessert cards but there's a chance the dessert cards won't go out on the table because the whole deck isn't used when they're shuffled together. So you can kind of count the cards because there are numbers like, you know, each set of cards has a certain number of them, but it's really fun. It changes constantly playing with different people and changing out the cards sort of thing. So it is, it's a fantastic party game. You could play it with eight people and it, it goes relatively quick. But yeah, that's Sushi Go Party. Party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my game is called Here to Slay, and it was uh, published by T-Turtle and Unstable Games, the people who made Unstable Unicorns. And uh, it was designed by, and he was also the artist, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but Raimi Batty. Beatty? Uh, it's a game for two to six players, or you can get the expansion and add up to eight. The box says 30 to 60 minutes, but it can definitely go longer than that. Oh, okay. Uh, depending on <laughs> what you're doing. Uh, so in the game, you take the role of a cute animal that is a certain class, like a D&D type class, like paladin, rogue, ranger, insert thing mm-hmm. here. Uh, you choose one of those and they each have their own little ability that helps you in the game. And then the goal of the game is to collect all the other party members. So there's six, yes, yeah, six uh, classes in base game. And then... The expansion adds two more, and you need either all six in the base game or seven in the expansion. Uh, And once you get all of those, you win. Once you add them to your party, or you can kill three monsters. Uh, Each monster has its own little ability you get after you defeat it, and it's all with dice rolling. But then there are cards where you can cancel people's rolls or make them Mm -hmm. higher or lower. You know, kind of like Munchkin, if you guys have ever played that. The artwork is really cute. Uh, The gameplay is fun, I think. It goes pretty fast, pretty fast paced. Each hero has their own little abilities on them. So it might be something like if you roll a nine, you get to destroy someone else's hero card or you get to steal a card from them. Then there's items that are included in the game that will benefit you like, oh, you have a plus one to all rolls or plus two. And then there's uh, negative items called cursed items that you can put on other people where it would make it, oh, now they have a negative two every roll or they can't even use this hero's ability. I think there's something like 20 different cards per class to choose from and they all have their own like unique like there's no repeats of like heroes it's all like they all have their own names their own ability their own artwork i think it's a pretty fun game and yet you know you have to compete with each other and Mm -hmm. it gets you really 
there's so many ways to win because you're like, are they trying to kill the monsters and win with three monsters? Or are they trying to collect the heroes? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, each turn is played. You have three actions. So laying down a hero is one. Doing their ability is one. Attacking, uh, drawing a card is one. If you want to attack a monster, it's two points. And then if you want to discard all your cards and draw five new cards, it's three. But there are ways to get more points to use in the game. And you could use all three points to put a card down or draw three cards mm-hmm. or do three abilities. You know, any way you can mix and match it. Not sure what else to say about it. It's a pretty <laughs> fast-paced game, I think. Yeah. Uh, isn't too complicated. The first time you play, you might take a mm-hmm. minute to, all right, what's what's this? And you have to read every card because, like I said, every card is different. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's here to slay. Sounds cute. Very nice. It sounds like a touch like Unstable Unicorn. Yeah. Just smidge. But I guess if it's, you know, the same designers and publishers and like artists sort of thing, then yeah, I totally, totally get it. Just take what works and just change it Tweak up. Tweak it a little yeah. bit. All the, all the paladins are unicorns. Oh, okay. So each, each <laughs> class is its own race, like rabbits or wizards and bears or fighters okay so that's cute yeah that sounds pretty cool so my next game is called mental blocks it is two to nine players it runs about 10 to 20 minutes uh the designer is jonathan gilmore and micah sawyer and the publisher is hobby japan or here it is pandasaurus games so Mental Blocks is a little bit different than most games I've played, I would say. It's kind of a team building game. So how it works is there are, the the base game comes with 30 puzzles, which really it's 60 because each puzzle has is double-sided. So there's like an easy side and a hard side, but they're different puzzles. So it really comes with 60. And there are some cards that are required, like no matter how many number of players you're playing with and then some of them are optional but they're included if say you have more players Mm -hmm. so and then the ninth card is the solution card so you can really only play with players up to however many cards there are and there's nine cards for each puzzle so i think there's four required four optional and then the solution Mm -hmm. so how you can play with nine people is one person if you choose to use this this way of playing is a traitor yeah, aspect. That's, that's the I was word. trying to think of the word. <laughs> I was like, bad guy? <laughs> uh, so the traitor. So the traitor would get the solution card and they're trying to get people to not solve the puzzle in the amount of time. So every time you play it, there's a time limit, but the time limit varies depending on how many people are playing. So the more people you have the less amount of time because I think they assume that with more minds you can get it done quicker. <laughs> so I think with nine, with eight people, I think it's about seven minutes to solve it. And then I think okay. two or three players, you have like nine or 10 minutes to solve it. And the goal is there's cards that are only color and you see a 2D version of what you're trying to build because it, it's all about building blocks and you're trying to build a 3D object out of these building blocks and they're in different colors. So there's blue, black, yellow, and white slash gray. So some people will get a 2D with only colors and then some people will get 
gray. It's the whole image is gray, but it's a 3D rendering of what it's supposed to look like from one angle. And you take those cards and work together to build this the same object. Like everybody's building one thing. And you just have to describe like what you see, what like if you have colors, like what colors you need where. So if you have the 3D object, then you're trying to describe like what you see and what kind of shapes you think are involved in the puzzle. So if you do have the traitor aspect, they're trying to throw people off by giving wrong clues about what's on their card. Mm -hmm. And since they can see the solution, they can try to like manipulate people. But you don't want to be too obvious because if people pin you as the traitor, then they're just not going to listen to you anymore. So it's a lot of communication and teamwork. And then it does come with like glitches and... um, restrictions so the restrictions are maybe you get you can only touch yellow blocks so you can't you can't do anything else with any of the other blocks Um, another one is you can only touch small and like the small triangle blocks because there's like triangles and squares and little cubes and like um, rectangles and there's two different size triangles so it might be you can only touch small blocks or large blocks or you can only touch like a certain type of block, like mm-hmm. the only the cubes. So those are the restrictions. And then, then like the glitches, I've never really played with yet because I usually play with like newer players and they want to get used to the game before they yeah. make it too hard. So I think the glitches are just more wrenches in like the game play. Yeah, yeah, because I I've played it only like once or twice, and I've never I didn't even play with the trader, but it's like the game is almost hard enough without the trader. Because mm-hmm. I think we played like two rounds together. In the first round, it was like amazing and fantastic, and then we did the second round, and nobody could agree on anything. Yeah. It was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't played with the trader, um, but we've I've played it to where we've had enough people where we could have played the trader, but nobody really wanted to be that guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they ended up being like the solution holder and they just waited until we thought we solved it and then they checked it instead of having just some random, like one of oh. the people who were involved in building the puzzle checking it yeah. so they could have kind of like a like objective yeah. like okay. view on it kind of thing. So they could say like, yes, you did it right or no, you did it wrong kind yeah. of thing. So if you do have a lot of people, but you don't want to have a trader aspect, you could just have like kind of like a person going around, like making sure that everybody's kind of like doing what they're supposed to mm-hmm. and like not cheating and then like checking to make sure that it, it's actually solved at the end of the time limit because you can complete it before the time limit or you have to stop when the time is up. Mm-hmm. So you either win as a team or lose as a team kind of thing. Okay. One of the one of the other restrictions that I I think is kind of fun is uh you can touch any block but you can't talk so you can always tell when somebody gets that card because they start like motioning like furiously at people to do things <laughs> so but yeah I I really enjoy this game it definitely takes a certain group of people because if somebody gets frustrated easily mm-hmm. I would not recommend this game because it is a lot of communication or if somebody's not very good at like talking things out mm-hmm. i probably wouldn't recommend this game but if you can get a good group together that you know can work together well i would recommend this game but that's mental blocks 
it's really cute. It's kind of fun. I love that they come with like big like foam blocks. Yeah, I mean the they foam, are like super the, squishy. The, the but, pieces yeah, are really nice. They're just foam blocks. Well, the game that I have, I I went with like a, a sushi theme. Yeah, I was wondering if you were hungry. <laughs> The other game I'm going to talk about is Tempura, P-U-R-R-A, because it's like cats giving sushi. It's adorable. Um, The designer is Karaka Mura, and it is published by Aiello. It's one of their uh, white box games. You said that, right? Mini white box games. Mini white box games. So the game plays three to seven people. And it's another short game, only about 20 minutes. Um, the game does require three people because the game ends when one person gets three indigestion tokens. <laughs> you just kind of, you overeat and you get an indigestion token. So, the art is absolutely adorable on the cards. You got little, little kitties giving you sushi platters and. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. But the way the game works, it's kind of like, it's a card game. It's kind of like an, I want to say like kind of like Uno. Because the way the, the game works is you have your hand of cards. And then somebody starts off the round by laying down a number. So all the cards are numbered or they're action cards or they're indigestion cards. Um, the round ends when an indigestion card is drawn. Um, and the person who drew that, drew the indigestion card, gets a little token, and then they can decide whether to put more indigestion cards into the deck. So the more indigestion cards that get added into the deck, kind of the quicker the game runs a little bit, possibly. But on your turn, you can lay down a card. The first person gets like a free pass. They can just lay whatever card down they want to. Depending on the number on that card is the number then you have to lay down. So if somebody lays down a four you have to lay down a four or you can lay down an action card or you can lay down two of the same numbers and then that changes the pile to that number and then the rest of the cards go into the discard pile and then the actions are one of them is it changes the direction because there is a direction token in the game because each round the direction switches because the game can go on for a few rounds. It's whoever gets three indigestion tokens first. So it can go on for possibly a few rounds. And then one of the other things you can do on your turn is eat a mouthful. So what you do is you add up the number on the cards in the pile. So if it's like three twos, you're drawing six cards. So it's two plus two plus two. Um, And you do that based on however many cards it is. So like depending on that you have a higher chance of drawing an indigestion card but if you don't have any cards to play like if you don't have like a number two and you don't have an action card you're stuck having to draw and then the action cards one of them lets you change the direction the play is going in um one of them lets you add one dish to the total of dishes to be eaten so that's like if somebody goes to like do a mouthful it's two plus two plus two plus one sort of thing so that just it kind of gets a card out of your hand lets you play a card and then the other action card is you can just choose another player to go so you can be like okay i'm gonna play this card and now it's ricky's turn even if she just went i'm gonna be like yeah it's her turn again Mm -hmm. and then 
play would continue in that same. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's all like whenever I've played it, I felt like it was kind of a push your luck element to it. Whenever yeah. you're choosing to take a mouthful, because you you want cards, mm-hmm. but you're risking getting those indigestion cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you need the cards to be able to keep playing. Playing, yeah. So it, and you can't really like you have to play something. So if you can't play, you have to draw. But it kind of sucks when there's like a bunch of fours in the pile. <laughs> oh no! Like I've I've played it to where we've we've had a really big number mm-hmm. and we had to draw those, and somebody actually managed to get through it without drawing an yeah. injudicious card. So it can get pretty crazy. Yeah, because sometimes mm. they're just at like the bottom of the deck, yeah. like all of them bunched up in there. So generally, it is it is a pretty fairly quick game. The I just I I got the game specifically for the art. I saw the game and I'm like, I don't even know how this game works. It is adorable and I need it. And I actually really like the game. The people I've played it with have been like so-so on it. They weren't sold <laughs> on it. I'm like, but the art is adorable. And they're like, yeah, but I don't really get the game. And so it 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 can, I think, be a little bit difficult for some people to like kind of pick up and, and get. Mm. But it it can play seven people, which is fantastic because i know a lot of games play like four or maybe five and so it's sometimes hard to find those games that can play a lot more people mm-hmm. sort of thing but, but i feel those like mini games are always super fun if you can get your hands on them i know they mm-hmm. kind of go in and out of print frequently yeah. Oh, so yeah but they're there's they're always super fun and super easy to like pick up mm-hmm. yeah but uh that's tempura since we have our lovely guest Jeremy here, we're gonna ask very quiet. some questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we know you run your YouTube channel, but what kind of got you into board gaming? So growing up, we would play some board games like the typical, you know, like actually never play Monopoly, but like Clue, Sorry, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Trouble, things like that. And then one day, it's actually my birthday. Uh, I was just on Facebook and I got an ad for a game called Nemesis. It was they're like number one kickstarted game funded in thirty seconds, you know, eight million dollars. <laughs> you know, that's how the ads go. But I was looking into it, and it looked like super fun. It's like a space sci-fi horror mm-hmm. game, like think like Alien or Dead Space, things like that. Like it literally is almost an entire ripoff of Alien. <laughs> like they look almost exactly the same. But I was looking at it, it looked super fun. So I I had never kickstarted something before, and I was like, yeah, it's like a hundred and fifty dollars or right. hundred dollars. I was like, that's a lot of money and it says i'm not gonna get it for a long time i don't know <laughs> it's like but it looks really fun like i watched uh some like early gameplay videos and i kickstarted it waited a year and a day and i got it in the mail <laughs> they were actually kind enough that it shipped to my old apartment and then i walked over because i'd moved to a different building but in the same complex and it wasn't there so i was like hey could you guys maybe ship me another one because uh, <laughs> i didn't get it and they were really kind and shipped another shipped another one but after i got that i like i super loved it and then uh, I got some other little games. And then I actually have a friend named Daniel who I met him at Alter Ego, kind of like how I yeah. met you guys. <laughs> uh, and he comes over and he he loves games. He has more games than anybody I know. Mm-hmm. But he comes over and we play games and then we buy more games and yeah. get more games, play more games. <laughs> and I'm not as bad as him. He's got like 20, 30 games he's never played that he owns. Oh, <laughs> no, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like six. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep it low. But I'd say Nemesis probably what really got me into board gaming because I feel like there's a difference in some games, how they used to be. You know, you think Monopoly, you're like, oh, it's Monopoly. Like, everybody knows how to play. Mm-hmm. Like, rules aren't super complex. Where now they have games that are, like, 
in depth. Oh, like you got to yeah. know like everything about them. Literal books of uh, the yeah. rules. Yeah, I have a game that has a twenty-four page rule book and a thirty-page rules reference book. Yeah, you gotta like, love. Gotta love those games. A lot of uh, very heavy. Yes. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Like um, the Mansions of Madness games. Like I wouldn't say the Mansions of Madness. Like the rule books are look more intimidating than they actually yeah. are. But I'm thinking like War of the Ring. Uh, see, oh, I love yeah. War of the Ring. I've <laughs> never played it, but we have it, and I'm just so overwhelmed by all the rules because it, it's. I'm pretty sure it's like forty some pages. It's, it's oh, a thick. Geez. It's a thick boy. Yeah, so it's probably each... like one of the things where it's like when you play it, you're kind of going, "Oh, so that's why that rule is there." So yeah. you don't like completely go totally out of bounds when you're doing something and, and that game has like the two sides are played mm -hmm. completely different yeah like yeah so it's so like it's like, like if you're games. playing as one side it's a completely different game not completely different yeah. but like uh, yeah different enough yeah so one person's playing like the fellowship and one's playing like the dark lords like army kind of oh, thing okay. kind of, so yeah. you have like good versus evil and uh I actually got to the point where like I had everything set up and we're like okay we're gonna learn this <laughs> And we just kind of looked at it. And we're like, uh, maybe some other time. So I had to put it all back. I've, I've done that before. It's like, all right, we're going to actually sit down and learn this game. And then I set it all up. And then it's like, I look at the rules and I go, not today. Yeah, I think I read like <laughs> halfway through the rule book. And I was like, yeah. See, I, see, when I got, I was super excited. So like my wife had to go to the hospital. to. She had like a doctor's appointment. I wouldn't say hospital, but she had a doctor. So I brought the rule book with me. I just read it. I'm like, I'm going to learn how to, I'm gonna learn how to do this. Watch yeah. some YouTube videos, you know? Oh yeah. I do like that in this like day and age, I can pull up a YouTube video if I am ever like confused on like how to set something up because sometimes the rules aren't clear to, enough to my reading clear enough and it's like to obviously some people it's like oh yeah this is totally how it's done sort of thing so you know yeah no, there's, there's definitely <laughs> times where i'm like reading the rules and i have to read it two or three yeah. times yeah. like i i'm a very visual person so a lot of times i'll get the game components out even if i'm not like setting it up like oh, the actual yeah. game yeah but i'll look at the components like see like okay so this is this like oh so that's what that role means because like i would mix like the components yeah. up mm -hmm. in my head so like having them out on the table i could like compare like what the book is talking about to what i'm like looking at and be like oh okay that yeah. makes more sense so sometimes it's just a matter of like rereading the rule a couple times mm -hmm. or like looking at the components so it makes more sense because yeah. well, I, I appreciate it when it has like a this is how you set it up yeah too like just a picture yeah. Like, yeah. this is where this deck goes. This is where this deck goes. And it's like, oh, it's Hell like... examples on the side. Yeah, like, examples. Even if it's just, like, a really simple, like, card game, it's really nice to, like, understand the, like, layout of how it should be. A lot of games nowadays even have... They'll be like, want to see it played? Go here. Go to our yeah, website. Yeah, they have, yeah, like, yeah, a, a little QR code or... Yeah. It, it is it is very nice. And that's what I, I do like about kind of, like, modern day yeah. board gaming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they're making it easier to understand how to play their games, so you actually play it and tell everybody about it. Because I can't say as a kid I had ever played Monopoly correctly until I was like in high school, and it's like I don't know anybody who didn't like house rule it. Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's to like so yeah. totally a different game. In our house, we played for like so long, and then after like three hours, they would be like, "Okay, you won all the money. Congratulations, you went by." Yeah. <laughs> What are some of 
let's say like three to five of your favorite games oh number one is twilight imperium fourth edition <laughs> number one massively long game i've played an 11 hour game of that yeah took all day but i i love it it's just so in-depth war of the ring definitely one of my favorites star wars rebellion is really fun if you've noticed a trend i really like those games strategy. that take all yeah, day like heavy strategy yeah, I, want, <laughs> I like sure. those, those all day games yeah Ooh. I like Villainous, Disney's Villainous. Oh, yeah, Villainous that's, that's a good, It's a very, good very game. different game. Mm-hmm. My group of my group that I play with doesn't really like the game. Oh, So yeah. it doesn't get played a whole lot. My friend from Columbus likes it. So when he comes up, we might play a game or two. Nemesis is fun. The game I brought up earlier. Uh, I don't know. About basically big, heavy strategy games. Yeah. But I do like I do like the small, quick games. Yeah. It's just I got to be in the mood for those. Yeah. There's there's something about those big heavy strategy games. Like I'm awful at the strategy. Like I'm normally in last or pretty darn close because I just like I don't know how best to like kind of like min and max sort of thing. That's what those games really like gear you towards is like absolutely minning and maxing. Mm-hmm. And I like to be like well rounded, which is not what those games are <laughs> yeah. main for. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'm kind of the opposite. Like I tend to like lighter games, but I have to be in the mood for strategy. But when I'm in the mood for strategy, mm-hmm. like I want to play like the heavy stuff. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Where really get in there. You, like hours to finish. Yeah, and it's just because you just get in there. Yeah. Yeah, come play Twilight Imperium sometime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you will not want to play like, it again. I've seen it, and I've heard like the people that i've overheard like being into that game are like super into that game so it's like you're either like in love with it or you're just kind of like i love it it's so fun a a smaller game i i looked at a picture of all my games so i could remember a secret hitler social deduction game super fun yeah i have a couple but we always just end up playing secret hitler because everybody Mm -hmm. knows how to play it and i don't feel like reading the rules on Mm-hmm. the little changes that other games have but I, that game is super fun i definitely have noticed like social deduction games tend to go over really well with larger groups mm-hmm. like they're more like e- they're easy to pick up and a lot yeah. of people like get the concept pretty quickly mm-hmm. where other games like they might not understand a certain thing but they're mm-hmm. like oh there's a rule or there's a role that I have, nobody knows it, but I'm trying to, like, call people out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ev- everybody loves calling people out anyway, oh, yeah, so sure. why not? And it's why fun it, to lie with your friends. Right. Yeah. I mean. Because, like, that's why I think Werewolf goes over so well, or, like, Mafia, where you just, like, call somebody out and be like, yeah, I I think your shirt looks funny, so <laughs> I want you out of the game now sort yeah. of thing. Like, there's, like, no rhyme or reason, especially at, like, the start of the game. I don't like yeah. your face, yeah. so. Because <laughs> I've played that game with, like, total strangers and like even with total strangers if i'm the murderer they call me out i know i've totally had that they're like um so i don't know you but you blinked funny that like one time so i think you're it and like usually i it it is the time that i'm actually like the bad guy but i'm like how do you even like i blinked funny like come on i don't know you (laughs) see whenever we play like a secret hitler it's always my wife and my mom are always the fascist every time yeah and so i always look sexist because i'm like no it's them it's them i'm telling you it's them and then it turns out it's them but I'm all, they're always yeah. like, you're just being sexist. Uh, it's because we're girls. And yeah. I'm like, no, y'all are being sketchy. <laughs> That's why, like, because when Jason plays those games, he's always just like a total troll. And so, but it's to the point where, like, you're not sure if he's just messing with people or if he doesn't know what's going on and he's just messing with people and or if he's, like, actually the bad guy. But it's funny, when he is the bad guy, a lot of the time he, like, doesn't actually do anything. He just, just sits there. He's just like existing and going with the flow. But it's when he's not the bad guy that he's like, oh, yeah, 
maybe I am the bad guy. And like, he's like totally just like trolling people. And it's like, why are you doing yeah. this? He's more suspicious when he's not the bad <laughs> yeah. guy than when he is the bad guy. We played one time with this lady and she apparently didn't look at her card. She thought she was a fascist the whole time. Oh, and yeah. she was not. And like, I. It's, it's so funny the way like some people play games and it's just like how, and it's like, well, I had fun. And it's like, well, I'm glad you did. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what game you were playing, but I was glad you had a yeah. good time. Yeah. Like that, that's the one thing I like about games is like the goal is for everybody to have a good time. Like as long as you're having a good time, it, who really cares if you're playing the game totally wrong? Yeah. If you're having a good time and everybody else is having a good time, that's the goal of it yeah the only time i'm a stickler for rules is like the strategy <laughs> game oh yeah you're like you like, moved one extra space <laughs> yeah. go back the rules are there for a reason do not mess up the rules Pull of a strategy the rules game. reference <laughs> let me flip through this for 20 minutes yeah the rule please like that's the only time i become like a rule please is like heavy strategy like nah, you're not getting away with that yeah <laughs> well I'm really glad you could come in and join us today, Jeremy. So Thank you for having me. I enjoyed being here, even though I was very quiet at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll we'll end uh, with like our normal social medias. Find us on Facebook at Uncontrollably Fine, on Twitter or on Instagram at Uncontrol Fine. We always like hearing from everybody. Check out the Instagram for lots of pretty pictures of games and what we're doing and stuff like that. Um, and where can everybody find you, Jeremy? Uh, I have an Instagram, Moth to a Game. I think that there's underscores in between each word, but yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> Not very active on Instagram. Uh, and then YouTube is just Moth to a Game. Uh, I think I have four videos, so mm-hmm. you might be able to find me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So, yeah, everybody go check out Jeremy's YouTube channel, watch his videos, like and subscribe to him. Um, and uh, I think we'll end with today's question of do you guys want more interviews? Do you like this sort of mixing it up a little bit? Because we might be able to get some other people on. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Let them know. (laughs) So bye. Bye. (laughs) See you later.